This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. As always, thanks for tuning in. Wayne County is one of many places across the country that's taking steps to address big disparities that exist in our criminal justice system. And one of the things it hopes to tackle is the injustice associated with having access to adequate representation in court if you can't afford an attorney on your own. The right to an attorney, regardless of the ability to pay, is guaranteed under our Constitution. But the systems in place to make sure that that happens often fail to meet even the most basic standards of justice. That's why Wayne County last year established a new office meant to bolster public defense services. The county promises that the office will have a, quote, dramatic impact on how indigent defense services and criminal justice overall are administered in Wayne County. Here to talk about it is the director of this new department, Robin Dillard Roussaw, who is uh, director of Wayne County's Office of Public Defender Services. Uh, Robin, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for having me. So uh, let's let's first make some distinctions. Uh, as I said, the Constitution guarantees us all representation in court if we can't pay. Uh, there is a public defender uh, in in uh, our jurisdiction, as there is in lots of other places. Uh, but talk about how this uh, this office is going to change or improve the way that public defense works here in Wayne County. Absolutely, Stephen. So, so just for clarity, uh, you know, Wayne County, as you stated, has historically had a public defender office, but it also has what we call an assigned counsel component. So you have private bar attorneys who also take cases uh, out of Third Circuit Court um, for uh, felony indigent defendants. Um, So that has historically been sort of the system in Wayne County. What is great about now, though, is that under Executive Evans' leadership, um, with this uh, onset of the Michigan Indigent Defense Commission Act and the necessity for the state to fund indigent defense system reform, Um, Executive Evans has provided the leadership and the foresight to get a department off the ground to handle this massive undertaking. Um, So just by way of background, Stephen, uh, prior to the formation of this department, you had uh, some Wayne County um, planners who, again, under Executive Evans' leadership as well as Corporation Council, uh, set out to implement the standards as they were laid out with the Michigan Indigent Defense Commission Act. Hmm. And so with that being said, one of the visions of the executive and these planners was to formally have a department to oversee that. So back in May, Stephen, of this year, actually, the commission approved this reorganization of the county executive's plan to create what we now call the Indigent Defense uh, Services Department. So we're no longer the Office of Public Defense Services. We're now a full-blown department um, with access to resources that will truly be able to shape uh, the system in Wayne County and make it a lot better than what it was before. Hmm. So let's talk about the ways in which the county, Wayne County, is maybe falling short right yes. now in terms of indigent defense. What, what what does that look like? Well, you know, Stephen, there was a report that came out a couple of years ago from the Sixth Amendment Center, and it was an in-depth analysis of the Wayne County system. And what that report found, among other things, was that Attorneys are grossly underfunded in Wayne County. Um, They had not had any increases to their services since about the 1980s. 
What they also found was that the Defender Office at that time was also grossly underfunded and overloaded with cases that they could just not handle. So the Wayne County system had essentially been, been sort of broken. You know, indigent clients were not getting the best services that they could get from the attorneys because the system was overloaded and it just was not functioning in the manner that it should be. Uh, with the onset now of, as I stated, the Michigan Indigent Defense Commission Act and the ability to obtain grants from the state, Wayne County, being the largest system in Michigan, has the opportunity to apply for those funds and then utilize them in the best way possible. So since the onset of that, what has happened is a new defender office has come to Wayne County, uh, Neighborhood Defender Services Detroit. Uh, this was a nonprofit out of New York that boasted exceptional services, and they have hit the ground running in Wayne County since their uh, intake of cases in October of 19. Yeah. What that also means, though, now is that as a department, we can now provide services and resources to assign counsel, uh, those individual attorneys who have historically taken cases out of Wayne County who have not been sort of on the same level playing field as other attorneys in other jurisdictions when it comes to taking on these indigent clients. So now these attorneys can have access to investigators and experts. Uh, access to training, uh, access to funding, which we've now been able to increase to them uh, with these grants from the state. So it is really a great day in Wayne County, Stephen. Um, again, the, the stakeholders, especially Executive Evans, as well as the commission, we're all in alignment in trying to reform the system, and it's working out fantastically. So, so one of the things that has always struck me about uh, Sixth Amendment rights in this country is that there's kind of a debate over the idea of what adequate means. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is adequate just uh, somebody with a law degree sitting there with me in, in court uh, so, that, so that I am quote-unquote represented? Or is there a higher standard? You know, what is, what is sufficiency? Uh, and mm -hmm. the courts have not been terribly aggressive about insisting that, uh, that, that, that counsel be uh, competent even in some cases. Uh, and, and so I, I want you to talk just a little about why it's important, um, you know, how, how it matters that, that we have a higher standard for adequate or sufficient counsel. What, what difference does that make? Absolutely. And Stephen, you know, over here in Wayne County, we don't really talk about adequate. We talk about the best representation because you're right. I think that the term adequate you know, suggests that your counsel is there um, with some some level of competency in order to, to represent, you know, an indigent client. But that's, that's not enough. Um, we take adequate to mean best in this scenario. And, and, Stephen, what that means is having counsel that is wholly prepared for a client's case, um, having resources in order to prepare for those cases. So, so I'll give you an example. You know, uh, an assigned counsel previous to this reform uh, does, did not have access to investigators and experts. They may not even have known that they needed an investigator or expert on a case. Mm -hmm. And why would that be important? Well, you know, data shows that having access to those types of investigators or experts who can go out in the field for a client, investigate things, uh, um, interview witnesses that the police may have missed, those types of things affect case outcomes. And that has not historically happened in Wayne County. So now when we're talking about adequate, what we're talking about is best representation, access to the best resources that counsel can have, and that cannot be possible without these funds um, from the state and, and the vision of the Wayne County leadership. Hmm. So again, going back to, to, to what you said, I, I always want to stress it's not adequate, it's best. 
Mm-hmm. And in order to get the best, we have to be able to provide access to the resources. That's the bottom line. And that's what we're about now, giving that um, opportunity to that council to get training, not only on the use of investigator expert, but training on trial practice, skills training, things that, you know, when you're in the courtroom, you're able to reach into that toolbox of yours as an attorney and pull out to give your client the best representation. So that's what this is about now. Mm. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Robin Dillard Rousseau, who is the director of a new department in Wayne County called the Wayne County Indigent Defense Services uh, Department. We're talking about uh, what that department will be able to do to increase uh, the quality of representation that uh, poor criminal defendants get uh, here in, in Wayne County. This is an issue uh, that is uh, very longstanding, not just in places like Wayne County, but all over the place, where uh, the question of how our constitutional right to uh, an adequate defense uh, at trial uh, gets interpreted, gets enforced. Uh, how do you make sure that people don't just have lawyers, but they have lawyers who are capable and engaged uh, to be able to provide an adequate defense for them. Uh, We'd love to hear from you during this conversation as well. Do you think we should be putting more resources into making sure that everybody has access to a good attorney if they're charged with a crime? We especially want to hear from you if you've had interactions with the court system. Are you somebody who's had to take advantage of uh, the public defender system? Uh, What was that experience like? And uh, were there areas that you felt uh, you could be better represented uh, if you had to be represented by indigent defense, uh, did you see opportunities for us to make that right mean something more? Uh, mm-hmm. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll try to work you into the conversation uh, that way. Also, give us a call and... Tell us how important you think it is uh, to provide these services uh, for criminal defendants. Uh, Is this something that you think uh, we ought to be spending more taxpayer money on? Or is it something that uh, you're a little hesitant about because uh, you don't think uh, that that, uh, people who have been charged with crimes uh, ought to be getting uh, more than just uh, more than just the bare minimum. Again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number here on the phones. Uh, Robin, I'm going to put that that question to you um, that I just asked the listeners. Uh, what is the argument uh, for this kind of expenditure for criminal defendants? Um, I, I think a lot of people look at that and say, "Well, why should they get?" Uh, this kind of support? Shouldn't we be putting that money toward uh, toward other things? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think, Stephen, you hit the nail on the head. You know, it, this is a Sixth Amendment right, right? So what we're looking at is um, a level playing field, if you will, for indigent clients or any of those who are accused um, of a crime and, and, and enjoy the right, as the Sixth Amendment has laid out, to a speedy and public trial with, with counsel that is competent and that can give them the best representation. So the answer to your question is absolutely. You know, historically, prosecutors' offices have been funded. Um, you know, other stakeholders in the criminal justice wheel, uh, if you will, have been funded. Why not indigent defense? Um, this is a state's mandate, um, the state is, is state's responsibility. And, and no matter what, if you're accused of a crime, you deserve the same 
uh, benefit, if you will, of other stakeholders within the criminal justice uh, system. So I'm a huge proponent of, yes, this has historically been an underfunded area of criminal justice, um, and it's now time to give folks the resources that they need in order to, to do the best that they can for their client. Um, it doesn't matter whether someone's guilty or innocent necessarily. What matters is that they had the same opportunities uh, uh, afforded to them that other stakeholders have had. So um, I think, you know, I would, would be interested in hearing what folks in the public have, have, uh, have to say about this. But um, just as a person who has been within the criminal justice system, um, I've been both a prosecutor and a defense attorney, so I've been able to see it from both sides. Mm. And I've also been a magistrate on the bench, so I've had the opportunity to see this through a trifecta lens, if you will. Um, it's high time. It, you know, it, it has historically been lacking for indigent clients, and it's been unfair. Um, if you level the playing field now, that gives both sides the opportunity to put their best foot forward, prosecution in proving its case, if you will, and defense attorneys in providing the best representation and giving the best information they can to the court for that indigent client. Mm. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to continue this conversation uh, with Robin dillard Rusa of the Wayne County uh, Indigent Defense Services Department. We'll also get to you and your comments. Bernadette in Old Redford, Durand in Detroit. Uh, we'll talk with you when we come back. If you want to join them on the phones, 313-577-1019 is the number. Uh, call and tell us about uh, your thoughts about indigent defense, about funding for indigent defense. <clears throat> we especially want to hear from you if you're somebody who has had to rely on a public defender. What was that experience like? Did you find it to be satisfying uh, or did you see lots of opportunities? For improvement. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter and we'll include you that way. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guest is Robin dillard Russo. She is director of the Wayne County Indigent Defense Services Department. Uh, she's here talking about uh, the efforts to bolster public defense in Wayne County, to put more resources into making sure that everybody, regardless of their ability to pay, uh, is able to be represented by a good attorney uh, when they are charged with a crime. We want to hear from you uh, what you think about uh, indigent defense in Wayne County and the effort to, uh, to, to support it more aggressively and more fully. Uh, we also especially want to hear from you if you've got experience with the public defender system here in uh, Wayne County or anywhere in Metro Detroit. Uh, tell us what that was like. Tell us if you felt like you were adequately represented uh, in those instances. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, you can also go to Facebook and Twitter, and we'll try to include you in the program that way. Let's start with Durand in Detroit. Durand, welcome to the hey, show. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. So, yes, I, I am for that. I totally agree. There should be more money put into that because – 
of the innocent people. Yes, there are some guilty people out there, but what about the innocent ones that need the good representation? Because me, myself, I was convicted, and I didn't have the good representation. Mm. You know, and had I had the good representation, then I wouldn't. My life was ultimately changed behind this conviction. Mm. And, and the conviction was CSE. And as everybody knows, what happens after all that, the stuff you go through and then the registry and everyone thinks this. But here's the thing. My whole family know the truth. And the people that really know me know the truth. My neighbors and everybody know the truth. But the sad part about it is, what about work? And what about the children that I had, you know, after all this and the things that I can't do? So mm. if I would have had good representation in that courtroom, my life would be different wow. it would be totally different and i just you know i just can't help and wonder think about what about the other people that fall through the system and man how their life has changed i don't want anyone to go through what i went through and i was in my 20s now i'm 47 and i'm still dealing with waves behind that mm -hmm. you know still dealing with it and you know mentally it it did something to me. So, yes, I, I am for that. They, they need to really put money in, into them lawyers. Uh, whatever it needs to be done for that, it needs to be done. Yeah. Because so, this so, is a real problem here. Sure. Duran, before I have our guest respond, I, I want to get just a little more information from you about the long-term effects of, of your conviction. You're talking about things that you're not able to do. Uh, uh, at age 47 uh, because of something you did or were convicted of doing and you say you did not do uh, when you were much younger. Give us a sense of what, what those things are. You so, still there? Yeah, go ahead. So let's take, for instance, when you are convicted of such crime like that, that's, that's, to me that's one of the worst things that you could ever be convicted of, to me. So... When you are convicted of things like that and you know that you're not guilty of it, you tend to, to tell people, you like, you know, you tend to confide in people because you have nothing to hide. So, but then the people you confide in, they, they go with the world. Okay, well, it's a 50-50 chance you did, you didn't do it. You don't get the job. Hmm. You know, you, you don't get the job. And, and, and just let's just say that you do everything, you comply with them. So that means people can look you up and, and stuff like that. So one time I did get a job. I got a job at Wendy's. That did not end too well because what they did, they someone there, uh, uh, I guess it was a manager, looked my name up as they were supposed to, and they seen that I was charged for that, and they didn't hold that information as Managers supposed to, and they mm. leaked it to the rest of the mm. workers. And of course, I had to leave that job. Mm. So well, you know, Duran, I'm really, I'm really sorry uh, about the the continuing struggles that you're having because of this. And I think just listening uh, to you, I can hear the frustration in in your voice, and I can imagine how frustrating it is to deal with it all the time. I'm really glad you called, though. Because I think this is a really great example of exactly what we're talking about, just the importance of that representation. Um, and Robin Dillard, mm. Russo, I want to give you a chance to respond to Duran. But it strikes me that, that the point here is uh, if you don't get the right representation, it's, it's something that can affect you for, for years and decades uh, in the rest of your life. 
Absolutely. And Duran, you know, I appreciate you speaking out about this as well, because, Stephen, what this also points to is in Duran's situation and in and others like him, you know, it's not just the attorney, right? It's not just a, a competent attorney, but it's other resources. You know, I, I can't speak directly to Duran's specific case, but, you know, in scenarios that we're seeing now on some of these felonies, such as CSC and other felonies that require a step further, such as independent investigation, mm-hmm. right? So uh, a private investigator goes out and interviews other folks that the police may have missed, you know, things that may mitigate, right, a, a case such as this, you know, that historically may not have happened because the resources just weren't there. And then we're talking about outcomes for people, right? Having access to social workers or client advocates that could have walked Duran through this scenario and given him insight into additional resources that could have assisted him if and, you know, when a person um, unfortunately gets convicted. But, but that's the point. You know, it's not just the attorney. It's a holistic approach. It's a holistic approach to defense that looks at the client as a whole person and not just a number in the system. Mm. So this is what we're talking about when we're talking about indigent defense system reform. We're talking about all the factors that play into this and giving those folks like Duran an opportunity to have resources from all sides. So mm. I'm, I'm really appreciative of hearing from Duran and, and his situation because this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Duran, uh, <clears throat> we want to wish you luck in, uh, uh, and getting past this uh, somehow in your life. And uh, and again, thanks very much for the call and, and for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to uh, Bernadette in Old Redford. Bernadette, what's on your mind? Good morning. I have two points. The first being, if you're making $15 an hour after state and federal taxes, it brings you to less than $25,000. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't count any of your bills. What is the income uh, definition for indigent? And the second issue is what is the win-loss ratio for the number of cases? How many cases have you won out of X number of cases? Mm, uh, Great questions, uh, Bernadette. Uh, Robin, go ahead. Well, as Bernadette has pointed out, there is a um, a standard that is uh, forthcoming out of the Michigan Indigent Defense Commission um, for indigency. All right, and it's going to be a screening that requires you know constant review um, to determine a person's poverty level and other factors that go into this. Um, and this is nothing new. Um, historically, courts have prov- uh, done an indigency screening prior to appointing counsel, it's just that now that that has migrated out of the courts and into um, the commission's purview, um, it, it, it still is going to be a factor. So to, to Bernadette's point, there will be indigency screening, um, and it will take into account poverty levels, work, you know, uh, dependents, and other things like that to ensure that folk, all folks get an opportunity um, for, for counsel. Um, as it relates to the, the win-lose ratio, I, we don't, I don't have any data on that right now in terms of the new system. Um, certainly that is a factor that we're going to take into account, um, case outcomes and disposition, but obviously that in, it encompasses a lot of other things. So as a department, we're going to be providing oversight of the assigned counsel as well as the defender office to see case outcomes, how many wins, how many losses. What, what was presented in the case, what went well, what went wrong, um, things like that. So this is going to be a more in-depth look, if you will, at the system as a whole, as well as the attorneys that provide these services within the system. So we hope to have better uh, data outcomes and better data information uh, as this department gets underway. 
um, including demographics. You know, how many folks are getting charged in Wayne County? What is the ethnicity of these people? What is the gender? You know, these are all important things that are necessary to really look at and uh, 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 modify, if you will, the indigent defense system. So Bernadette points out some some very good things, and all of this will be taken into account as a department now that we can oversee this. And and is there a record to report on quite yet? Um, not quite yet. Um, uh, the court historically does not keep that sort of data, Stephen. Mm-hmm. And like I said, uh, you know, the court historically has held on to this assignment of counsel and uh, providing uh, counsel to indigent clients. Now that the county is holding this, we now will be able to better track those types of data points. Mm. Um, and once we get our case management system, which we're working on now, we'll be able to dig a little bit deeper and also provide insight into those case outcomes. Hmm. So Bernadette is, has hit the nail on the head. Unfortunately, I can't provide it right now, but in the future, we certainly will be able to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, uh, Bernadette, really great question. Thanks so much for the call. <clears throat> Let's go to Marlene in Sault Ste. Marie. Marlene, welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Hi. I just wanted to make sure that a couple of points that I haven't heard you mention that uh, people realize is one that you are not entitled to a court appointed attorney unless you're uh, uh, charged with an offense you can go to jail for, mm-hmm. for over 90 days in most places, most cases. And the other thing is that everyone has a right to an attorney. And if they don't have a right, who gets to decide? And I think that's really um, dangerous water to wade into is if somebody's deciding who gets an attorney and who doesn't. So I, I'm i retired from public defender's office in Chippewa County, hmm. and uh, I fully support, and I think uh, there should be more funding. Yeah. Uh, Marlene, I uh, appreciate the call and the comments, and, and especially since uh, you're someone who worked uh, in the uh, – in the public defense office in, in Chippewa County. Robin, I'll give you a chance to respond to what Marlene's talking about here. No, absolutely. She, she hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, making the decision as to who gets an attorney and who doesn't, again, that had historically been, been um, in the court's purview. And now that it has moved out of the court and it's into the county, for Wayne County at least, under our department, um, this is an opportunity for us to delve a little bit deeper. Um, You know, there will be a standard, as I stated, that is coming out from the Michigan Indigent Defense Commission that um, talks about how you screen someone for indigency. But she's absolutely right. You know, those decisions having been made historically by the court, um, maybe not giving someone an attorney who really needed one, who desperately needed one. We now can oversee that. And we have a dedicated department in Wayne County to do such um, to do such a review. Mm. So she's absolutely right. And and, and in total agreement with that. Yeah. And and. You know, I think it's worth pausing to note that this takes on a different look and dynamic in a place like Wayne County (laughs) than it does in some other parts of the state. I mean, Chippewa County is also uh, a place where there's a a, a fair amount of poverty. But but the amount of poverty that we have, the density of poverty that we have here in Wayne County is is one of the things that makes this such an urgent issue. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, quickly before we uh, before we have to to end, I I do want to get you to talk about uh, 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 coercive uh, plea bargaining and the calls to end that. Um, it's an issue that's not always talked about when we talk about mass incarceration and and other uh, problems in the justice system, but it plays a big role. Um, uh, how is your office uh, going to address that problem? Absolutely. 
So what we plan on doing again is is equipping the attorneys with with information and knowledge. Um, in Wayne County, you know, there are uh, programs offered by the Wayne County prosecutor uh, as it relates to diversion and other things that play into sort of the realm of plea bargaining. So what we plan on doing is equipping our defense counsel as well as our defender offices um, with as much information as we can from the prosecutor as to what that looks like, what diversion plans are offered, but also equipping counsel with training so that they know um, what it means to do a plea bargain and what that entails and what outcome will happen for their client. You know, it's, it's the client that has to be informed. And these attorneys need all the resources that they can have in order to make sure the client is informed. Um, so that's sort of our role. You know, we will oversee this entire process from assignment of counsel to payment of counsel to, to the assignment of vendors, such as investigators and experts and other professionals, um, as well as working in tandem uh, with other criminal justice stakeholders so that the wheel, if you will, is, is, is really round and not skewed um, on behalf of the indigent uh, defense counsel. So, you know, Stephen, that is really a big goal of ours. And, and, and I can't say it enough. It would not be made possible without the vision and leadership of Executive Evans, and it could not be made possible without these grants from the state. So we, we really are excited about this. We really are looking forward to this reform in Wayne County. And, and we just ask that, you know, give us an opportunity to do this, and we will show you the outcome. It's going to be great. Okay, uh, Robin Dillard Rusa, director of the Wayne County Indigent Defense Services Department. It was really great to have you here uh, for this conversation. Thanks so much, and congratulations on the work in your office. All right, thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. Okay, that's going to do it for us today. Come back tomorrow, and we're going to talk about the new rise in COVID cases and the fact that it is forcing the Detroit Jazz Fest to change some of its plans for 2021. Of course, we're going to have Jazz Fest, but it is all going to be virtual, streamed, and podcasted to keep everybody safe. Uh, we'll talk with the organizers of the Jazz Fest. Uh, we'll also talk about the Michigan Opera Theater's upcoming production of the Opera Blue, which explores race and policing here in America. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.